You're listening to the Mark White Show. That's a good how do you do. <laughs> Are you building your dream home? Or have you decided to stay in your current home and remodel? Either way, we all know that kitchens and baths are smart investments when it comes to the value and livability of our homes. Regardless of the project size or complexity, you want and deserve quality products and amazing service before, during, and most importantly, after the sale. A big part of that service is dealing with people that understand their products and can provide advice and consultation that you can rely on. Sounds like a tall order for sure. Who can give you the brands you know and trust and the professional help you deserve? Our friends over at Park Supply Company, of course. They are the go-to for all of your kitchen, bath, and DIY needs. Visit their locations in Huntsville and Athens and you will understand the difference of the Park Supply way. Large selection with the small hometown feel you love. Mention this ad and receive a one-time coupon good for $10 off of a $50 purchase. Go to parksupplycompany.com and connect with them today. Have you been searching for a rewarding career as labor, skilled labor, or lead man supervisor? Premier Structures may have the career you've been looking for. Premier Structures offers three stages of profit sharing, 70% of health insurance covered for individuals, and plenty of room for growth. Premier Structures is located in Athens, Alabama, and serves all of North Alabama, and is licensed in Alabama and Tennessee. To find your career with Premier Structures, Go to premierstructures.com or give them a call at 256-232-2092. Bob Sykes Barbecue has a big announcement. They are now delivering to your home or office. Just order online and we'll take care of the rest. Check them out at bobsykes.com. Sometimes life brings you a moment you always will remember. Some of nature's most beautiful creations framed by places we know and cherish. And aren't we in luck that some of life's most memorable scenes are right here at home, all together at Alabama the Beautiful, the group on Facebook, where the eye captures the moment, and it really does last forever. Be sure to check out alabamathebeautifulmagazine.com. With six convenient locations to serve you, Bankston Motorhomes is your local RV dealer. They have some of the top brand name RVs for sale at incredible prices. Whether you are looking for an awesome RV for a long-term road trip or a smaller or more lightweight RV for the occasional weekend getaway, Bankston Motorhomes is here to provide you with some outstanding options and deals that you just won't find anywhere else. For more information, go to bankstonmotorhomes.com or visit one of their six convenient locations in Huntsville, Florence, Warrior, Albertville, and Ardmore in Nashville, Tennessee. That's Bankston Motorhomes. Fuquay's Southern Soul Food is available at two locations, one in Rogersville in the Foodland Shopping Center on Highway 72 and one in Hartzell at 711 Nance Ford Road. Enjoy the salad bar and various delicious meats, vegetables, desserts on the all-you-can-eat buffet. Open Tuesday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m., Saturday, 7 a.m. to 8 p.m., and Sunday, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Go see my friends at Fuquay Southern Soul Food in Rogersville or Hartzell and tell them the Mark White Show sent you. Now, with tomatoes and other fresh produce, J. Calvert Farms in Coleman, Alabama is ready to serve you. Located at 30 County Road 260, Coleman, Alabama, you can go to their website at jcalvertfarms.com and follow them on Facebook and Instagram at jcalvertfarms. Give them a call at 256-636-2752. That's J. Calvert Farms in Coleman, Alabama. Hey everybody, this is Daryl Worley and you're listening to The Mark White Show. 
hey, step up and make a difference like he does. This is Nico Johnson from Andalusia, Alabama, assistant football coach at University of Texas. Be where your feet are. You listen to the Mark White Show. Hey, y'all, this is Jeff Foxworthy, and you, yeah, you can make a huge difference in somebody's life. You just may not have figured out how yet, and that's why you're listening to the Mark White Show. Hi, I'm Crystal Gale, and you're listening to The Mark White Show, and one smile can make a difference. Hello, I'm Gene Stallings, and this is The Mark White Show. Get off the sideline and get involved and make a difference in your community. You are listening to The Mark White Show. My daddy is your host, Mark White. Welcome to another edition of The Mark White Show. I'm glad that you can be with us as we take us all the way down to Andalusia, Alabama, to visit with Mr. Walt Merrill again. I had him on the show with Shepherding Outdoors to share about Shepherding Outdoors book one, and I believe he shared about book two at the time, and I'd like to welcome Walt back to the show. Welcome, Walt. Hey, Mark. It's glad I'm glad to be here. It's always good to get to visit with a fellow patriot and a brother and, and so many other good things I could say about you. Hey, I appreciate that, Walt. We're just trying to make a difference here. And, of course, by trade, you are a district attorney there in Covington County. I was thinking just the other day how you might read someone's report as a district attorney. As a writer, (laughs) I don't know if you critique reports and just kind of naturally comes, but I could think on a crisp autumn morning, you know, taking an officer writing out a call for you. Hey, a funny story I did, I oftentimes give little classes to you know, departments or, or, or a group of police officers that'll come in. And I did one on reporting, report writing one time. And, and I strongly encourage the officers to use strong verbiage and good adjectives and be descriptive. And, and one of the officers actually wrote a great, uh, short story in that was in narrative form of his report about two weeks after that. And so then I, emailed it out to all the members of the class and said, here's a perfect example of what I'm talking about. (laughs) That's great. Well, my background with law enforcement, I think one of the things that really helped me was paying attention and trying to make sure that my grammar and punctuation was correct. And I can thank my grandmother for that. She spent a lot of time looking at my papers and I would say, well, what did you think about the story? She spent so much time on the grammar and punctuation that I believe sometimes she missed the story. So I, I'm probably the opposite. My my ninth grade English teacher, her name was Miss Turner, and, and she did a great job of inspiring me to write creatively, which, by the way, did not serve me well at all in law school because creative writing in law school was frowned upon. The, the use of adjectives, the use of descriptive language <laughs> right. is all frowned upon in, in legal proceedings. And, and so Miss um, Turner taught me to write as a creative writer, but I was always a, a, a maybe a B minus student when it came to grammar, so grammar is not my strong point. So, so maybe I should start sending myself to you and let you proof it before I publish it. Hey, I'd be happy to do that. I already do it for one magazine and write for the News Courier here in Athens, Alabama. And before we get into Shepherding Outdoors, Three Dog Days, going back to the history of your creative writing, going to law school, what was it, Walt, that really pushed you out of the gate as an author to take that step to write? You know, when, um, I was, a well, when my, my oldest daughter was about nine years old, I was diagnosed with a terminal form of sarcoma, which is a type of cancer. Most people are familiar with it because 
Occasionally, you'll see a Major League Baseball player who's had some portion of his face removed from a cancer, and I was diagnosed with that particular kind of cancer in my eye. And so I I was given about two years to live, and I uh, very much believed and lived for a year under the belief that I would not be long in the world, and I, and I had a very finite amount of time to teach my children my my everything that I wanted to teach them over the course of a lifetime. And so I started um, recording myself and I started writing. And I started writing stories about uh, life lessons that I wanted them to know. And I started writing then about things we had done when they were too small to remember. And, and, you know, almost like my own um, gift to them in passing so that they would uh, have some portion of me as we went on. Well, then a year into my treatment, and, and my, um, I've had two surgeries and, and, and all sorts of things. And, and, and look, Mark, I, I know you're a Christian, so I, I will share with you that I have never believed that I was worthy of any sort of, of intervention, intervention by God. But I know that a year into my treatment and after my tumor was removed that they um, came back and said, we can't tell you what it is. We can only tell you it's not sarcoma. And so, um, you know what, a lot of answered prayers and, and a lot of uh, hard miles went into getting there, and I was grateful for the for the recovery, and, I, and I'm, you know, I'm blessed to be here. But at some point a year or two later, I realized, hey, I have all of this stuff that I wrote down, and it, surely the Lord didn't intend for me to write it all for no reason. And so I started going back through it, and I realized, you know what, um, I need to have the courage to publish some of this. And so... I published the first book, and, and of course, you know, Mark, it, the, the printing completely sold out, and the publisher was blown away. I was blown away. We all were, and and then I, I still have I still have more stuff, so I, I published the second book, and, and it, too, completely sold out, and um, now we're talking about doing second printings of both of those books, and, and here we are with the third book, and it, it's just a, it's one of those blessings that keeps on unraveling, you know? So that passion that drove you when you had that major health issue, I'm thinking about people who are living right now with terminal illnesses that I cover through the show who feel like there's not much life left. My dad had three weeks when he was diagnosed with cancer. He didn't have much time at all. He was suffering greatly after his diagnosis, and so it was very difficult for him. But for you, you had that motivation, that inspiration, because you had children to share your experiences and to share your knowledge after you found out that you were in remission, was there ever a time where maybe you lost that, that fire or that passion that when you knew that you had only so much time left or thought you only had so much time left that maybe it waned a little bit or has it been just straight through, man, I'm going to live life to the fullest. Yeah, no, it's been pretty strong. I mean, that's one of those kind of things that really gets your attention. And, um, and when it, it, you know, and it woke me up and it made me realize how precious that my children are. I probably up until that point, honestly, if I'm just being truthful, um, I had worked way too hard and probably not been the dad I needed to be. And, and so ever since then, I still work hard, you know, and you know what I do for a living. And I, I you know, probably work harder than I should still, but sure. ever since then, my children and my wife have been my first priority. And so, um, so I, 
Has my passion to make them my priority waned any? Absolutely not. Has my passion to write at times kind of ebbed and flowed? Probably so, just because sometimes life gets busy. But I'll tell you something interesting that happened right at the same time, right? And this this, this sometimes gets lost when I tell this story. But as um, that diagnosis comes, I'm at a place with my daughters where I realize, like, I don't feel like we have a lot in common. And, and it, you know, they're, I'm competing with um, Taylor Swift and I'm competing with Barbie and I'm competing with all of these things that I don't relate to at all as a dad. So I'm really struggling internally, not let alone my health issues and, and the psychological things that follow from that. And, and so I, I really started doing a lot of soul searching about how do I find a way to share some common ground with my girls. Because I have, for the listening audience, I have three daughters. And, and so, um, and, and I'm a, I'm a boy boy. I mean, I'm a, I'm a man, right? I, I don't, my, <laughs> I have two brothers. I have no sisters. I have, you know, um, no real feminine influences in my life growing up. It was all boy at our house. And so, so I, it, just the whole, the dynamic was already awkward. Right. And so then as they grow and mature and my oldest is getting close to, you know, hitting puberty or she's starting to enter into that phase of life and other things are complicating our relationships. And I'm looking for that common ground. And finally, I just realized, you know what? The good Lord gave us the greatest common ground ever. And that is the great outdoors. And so I, I told my oldest daughter, I said, come on, we're going camping. She's like, we're doing what? And I, I'm going to tell you, Mark, I'd only been camping one time in my whole life before then. And I remember when I was sitting, I borrowed a tent from somebody. And I remember when I was setting the tent up in the back, like playing through my mind, I was thinking, she's going to figure out that I don't really know what I'm doing, that I don't, you know, I've never, I've never set up a tent before. And, I, and all these inadequacies started creeping into my mindset. And it took me probably 30 minutes to set up the tent, right? And probably some of those guys on TV that you see on those survivor shows could set it up in 90 seconds. <laughs> right. And it, when I, I almost, I almost felt defeated when, when I got the tent set up, cause I was like, that, that took long, too long. I'm embarrassed. She's going to, she thinks I'm an idiot. And, and I remember turning around and she was just sitting there watching me. She, she said, you did a really good job, Eddie. And in that moment, I realized, Mark, that our kids don't know if we're experts or not. But what they do know is if we're investing in them or investing in something else. And so you take those two things that are kind of developing all at the same time, this, this realization that I can find this common ground with my girls outside, coupled with me writing about all these other things that we've done and my health struggles um, and my desperation to kind of grasp hold of these last minute you know, this, 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 what I believed at the time was these last days, then, uh, it, it got really powerful. I mean, it was intense and, and you know what it spiritually, it was intense and powerful and, and, and it was powerful for our family. And, um, and, and out of that, you know, my girls and I, now we, we, there's all kinds of things I'm not an expert at that we do. And, and sometimes they laugh at me and poke fun on me now, but it's a, it's a healthy way. But everything we do builds a stronger bond between us. And part of the reason why I write those books is because I want other dads to read some of the dumb things I've done and, and realize that you don't have to be an expert to figure out a way to engage with your kids. 
Absolutely. Folks, right now we're talking to Walt Merrill. He is the author, Shepherding Outdoors, Shepherding Outdoors. He has part two of that. Both of those books sold out. And now we're talking about Three Dog Days Through Shepherding Outdoors. And Walt, if you'll stick with me, let's get into this book and we'll talk about the struggles, the joyous times, the adventures, the life situations that you include in these short stories for this book, okay? Sounds good. Excellent. Folks, I hope you'll stick with us too. You are listening to The Mark White Show, and I'm your host, Mark White. make a difference. All we have to do is try. Every day's a chance to change somebody else's life. Let's all do something good today. Bob Sykes Barbecue has a big announcement. They are now delivering to your home or office. Just order online and we'll take care of the rest. Check them out at bobsykes.com. Since 1943, Athens Bible School has endeavored to provide quality education in a Christian environment and to equip young people with the tools to be successful. ABS is accredited by Cognia and a member of the Alabama High School Athletic Association. With the Bible at the foundation, with all of our curriculum from pre-K to 12, ABS has something unique to offer. Find out more information at AthensBible.com. With six convenient locations to serve you, Bankston Motorhomes is your local RV dealer. They have some of the top brand name RVs for sale at incredible prices. Whether you are looking for an awesome RV for a long-term road trip or a smaller or more lightweight RV for the occasional weekend getaway, Bankston Motorhomes is here to provide you with some outstanding options and deals that you just won't find anywhere else. For more information, go to bankstonmotorhomes.com or visit one of their six convenient locations in Huntsville, Florence, Warrior, Albertville, and Ardmore in Nashville, Tennessee. That's Bankston Motorhomes. This is Cora White inviting you to tune in every Saturday to Cora's Corner on the Mark White Show. Welcome back to the Mark White Show. I'm very pleased to have Walt Merrill from Andalusia, Alabama. He is an author. If you follow on Shepherding Outdoors, you know about some of the stories that Walt shares. He's talked about his girls, and I have kept up with a couple of his daughters who've done some amazing things. They've had some recognitions there in the community, and I know that you're very proud, Walt, and having these extra years, these bonus years, if you will, after being diagnosed with a terminal illness, it seems like having you there with your daughters along with your wife has made a huge impact on these young ladies. Well, you know, if I'm being honest, Mark, that was probably more their mama than it was me. <laughs> <laughs> they, they may be successful 
they may be successful despite the fact that I'm their daddy. How about that? <laughs> well, um, if you want to yeah. say that, that's fine. I, I think I will give you credit, though, because you started that outdoor thing, and you've taught those girls to be well-rounded, I believe, adding that facet into their life. That's very important. Well, I will say uh, we have worked hard to teach them to be well-rounded and to teach them to be independent. You know, one of the things that I write about some in, in my newest book, Three Dog Days, um, by the way, I'll share with you real quickly that um, we've all, we all, being in, in Alabama, we know what the dog days of summer are. In fact, here we are next week. I think it's going to be the hottest week of the summer with temperatures Brutal. above 100 degrees. Yes. And that's when the dog, when it's so hot that the dog digs a hole in the dirt driveway and refuses to get up to let you drive out of the driveway. That's how you know you're in the dog days of summer. And so I was trying to make a reference with the title. I've got three girls, and with all three of them, we've had dog days. There, there have been times where I just felt like, as a dad, that it was something wasn't clicking, and I just didn't even want to keep going. You know, I just wanted to. I'm not even going to try to engage you anymore. You're, 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 you're going through puberty or your hormone or whatever you know. Or, or and, and but, but the point is, we got to keep getting up. We got to keep engaging, and because if you don't, just like with that dog, you're gonna get run over. And so, um, in this book, I wrote a lot about my childhood because I think what gets lost with parents these days is that our childhood affects how we parent. Yes. And so I was, I was tempted at times as a dad. Um, my, my dad was very strict, very stern. Um, he did not, um, he, he, he may have provided for my basic needs. But um, he, he was not one, like, he didn't buy me a new car when I turned, he didn't even buy me a car, period, when I turned 16. He I mean, there were a lot of things, you know, that were not on his list. And so, as a dad, what I was tempted to do early on was to shower him. Like, I'm going to make up for that. I'm going to make up for my, the, the way my dad did me by, by doing the exact opposite with my girls. And, and as I went through this process, I realized, wait a minute, that, that may be just as unhealthy as, as where I came from. And so I write a lot about my childhood, not poor pitiful me, listen to how hard I, I'm, I don't subscribe to that. I don't buy into that. Listen, life's hard, deal with it, you know. Um, but I do think that there's wisdom in, in looking at what happened yesterday and learning from it. And so some of the stories I wrote about are from that perspective. Others of the stories I wrote about are from the perspective of, you know, let me tell you how stupid I am and, and learn, you learn from my mistakes just like I did. And then, of course, some of them are funny and some of them are just, you know, crazy things that happen out on the trail. We, my girls and I, we've, we've paddled the Everglades and we have uh, camped in the Mobile River Delta and, and we've done a lot of things that if you'd asked me 10 years ago, do you think you'll ever do this? I would have said absolutely not. <laughs> but it's amazing what a, a father's love will do, right? Absolutely right. And I'm thinking while you're talking, Walt, our own situations when we're younger, and I think that we do an injustice to our children when we don't share some of those experiences, not as you mentioned to have a pity party or feel sorry for me, but just to understand that yes, there were challenges, there were obstacles, and I had to jump over some of those obstacles and get to this point. So it's not easy. It's not, it's difficult for a lot of people. They have different challenges that they have to face, 
But then to look at, say, Shepherding Outdoors or look at you as district attorney or look at the Mark White Show or other efforts that people have out there, every single person that has done something worthwhile, I truly believe, has had obstacles that they've had to overcome to get there. And if we understand that each person had those obstacles, it allows us to understand that maybe we can overcome those challenges too to find success in the things that we have a passion for. And you got to keep digging, right? You got to keep fighting. Absolutely. Paul, Paul said, Paul said, as for me, you know, I've fought the good fight. I've kept faith and I finished the race. And, and I'm reminded of, of uh, my oldest daughter and I, we were on the Buffalo river in Arkansas. We were paddling down the river and we'd been camping and paddling for two or three days. And just a tremendous thunderstorm. One of those, you know, um, Midwest thunderstorms that looks like a mushroom floating through the sky and, it, and it's lightning and thunder and and, and a, a friend we had very little cell service but I, so I couldn't get an internet connection at all but I did manage to get a text out to a friend back home and, and I said I need a weather update please and he sent me a text and all it said was tornado warning and, and so we got we took we pulled out of the river and we took shelter under a, a group of trees and i know there's some folks that say don't get under a tree during a lightning storm and i agree with that but it was the hail that was falling that was more pressing to me at the time and so we took the shelter under the only thing we could find that might break the hail and um, i'm gonna tell you mark it was intense and it was one of those praying you know there's a time in life where sometimes you just pray through something yes. that's exactly what we did we prayed through it and when the storm passed and, and I was rattled and she, she was crying and, and I was holding her like a baby in my arms. And, and, and let me tell you something, nothing makes you feel like a, 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 a ill-equipped dad than a thunderstorm raining down on top of you that you can't control, you know? And so, um, when there, when the calm kind of came and everything had settled, I said, listen, baby, I said, Right now, I said, I know where we're at. We can hike about a mile through the woods right here, and we'll come to a paved road. And if you want to stop, if you want to hike out of here, we'll hike out of here, and we'll stay in a hotel room tonight, and everything will be good. And she looked at me with big old crocodile tears and said, Daddy, you taught me not to quit. We're not quitting. <laughs> that's awesome. And so when you talk about obstacles in life, that's part of what I try to do is I try to teach my girls while I'm out there these very valuable life lessons. To me, it's not about, I don't care if they know how to set up a tent. I do care if they quit in life. Walt, speaking of your book, Three Dog Days, do you have an excerpt or anything that you would like to share with the audience, just a taste of your book today? You know, I probably do. It'll, it will take just a minute for me to get to it, though, if sure. you want to talk about something else. And I want to mention, too, to the audience that we will all be at the Birmingham Christian Family Expo in Hoover, Alabama, at the Hoover Met on September the 16th. I'm looking forward to that. Brenda Gant, his mother-in-law, will be there, as well as Dana Standridge. She's included in that. We have Van Sykes coming from Bob Sykes Barbecue. A lot of great vendors that will be there. So we hope that you can join us at the Hoover Met coming up on September 16th. Thanks to Birmingham Christian Family. I had Birmingham Christian Family on the show several weeks ago as we promoted this event. And I'm looking forward to that on Saturday, September 16th. And Walt, I know you and Brenda are looking forward to that as well. We are. We're super excited about that event because, you know, that, that is the backbone of what 
we promote and stand for and believe in is, is the value of family. And, and, you know, Mark, one of the things from my professional life that I see time and time again, in, in particular, is, is men who have checked out, men who have, have somehow, uh, they've either they checked out by getting addicted to drugs or they, they checked out by, you know, um, getting uh, uh, arrested for some crime or they checked out by just pure abandonment. Um, but I see those men who check out and the consequence is that their children are punished. And, and so professionally, I see all of these things that stand out, like that the, there's an undeniable connection between um, high school dropout rates and and children who are raised in homes without a father. Seventy percent of high school dropouts in the state of Alabama are raised in homes where a dad is not present. Um, the, the connection, children who are raised in a home with a father not present are, are more likely to go to prison. They're, they're more likely not to go to college. There, there are all these significant and, and, and sometimes compounding complications that come from a man who checks out. And so professionally, I, I spend a lot of time trying to get a dad to re-engage a lot of times in my books, I spend a lot of time trying to get a dad to re-engage. I can see that. And as you cover life situations, those struggles and times of joy included into three dog days, did you find an excerpt to share? Most of my writing is designed to um, entertain. You know, I want people to read the story and they, and they, they find humor or they find joy. It's all, by the way, everything is positive. It's designed to uplift and encourage there's so much negativity in the world, and especially people oftentimes say, well, you know, I don't know how you do what you do, and it, look, I'm in the middle of a murder trial this week, and so, um, but I tell people all the time, the only reason I can do it is because of hope, and so what I want to do is give people some um, hope themselves, and so um, I'll give you a prelude to this passage I'm going to share with you real quick, but the, I've been fishing with my grandfather, and and you know, Mark, if growing up in Alabama, there's a rite of passage that occurs when you, as a young boy, go from catching a, a brim up to catching a bass. You know, when you <laughs> right. and you can put down the cane pole and the crickets, and you can pick up a in that in this particular case, it was an old black Mitchell spinning reel with a black plastic worm on it, and and I had graduated to big boy bill, right. And so uh, the bass took my worm, and he and he ran up into some rocks, and the line broke. And so I had kind of bemoaned about that line breaking so much that my grandfather finally got frustrated, and he said, "Come on, we're going back to the house." <laughs> and you know, and probably he was just like kind of at his wits end because I wouldn't quit complaining about this fish. And to him, it was so much more than a fish, and I didn't realize it. And so let me read to you just the. The closing remarks uh, from this particular story. 25 years later, I find myself on the losing end of a trial. Frustrated at the loss and convinced I should have won, I think I must have vented ad nauseum to my wife, Hannah. Finally, she turned to me and leaned in and looked straight into my face. And the memory of my papa's last words flooded back to me. I had remembered the fish and the complaint. But not until that moment did I remember his sage words, and Hannah's inadvertent reenactment triggered the memory, and that wisdom has struck me ever since. And what wisdom is that, you might ask? Well, as we walked back up from the dock that day, 
myself still complaining about the fish that got away, my papa turned, leaned into my face, and looked dead in my eyes. He said, son, quit worrying about that one fish. Life is like running through a forest. If you spend all of your time looking back over your shoulder, eventually you'll run smack into a tree. And then he turned and walked off. The truth was, at my young age, I had absolutely no earthly idea what he was talking about. And quickly I remarked, don't you realize how big that fish was? Of course, he scoffed and kept walking. That was the last time my papa ever took me fishing, because he was soon diagnosed with Alzheimer's, a dreaded disease that he already knew that he suffered from. But me, in my immaturity and youthful exuberance, had no idea. I've made plenty of mistakes in my life. I've had my fair share of failures and certainly things I should regret. Like Jimmy Buffett, I've had moments in my life where I could relate. I have been drunk now for over two weeks. I passed out and I rallied and I sprung a few leaks. But I've got to stop wishing. I've got to go fishing down to rock bottom again with just a few friends. I don't remember the good of that last fishing trip with Pawpaw because I was so intently focused on the bad, on that stupid fish. I remember more about that fish on that day than I do my grandfather, but thankfully his words lingered in the recesses, and they rang loudly, making their mark when the time was right. So I don't dwell much anymore on the mistakes of my past. They helped mold me and shape me into who I am today. Likewise, I don't dwell much on others' mistakes either. I sure don't dwell much on the mistakes of the future. I learn from them, and I move on. For to do otherwise would be to dishonor that moment when my papa left me the most precious thing he had left to give, his sound advice. Walt Merrill, man, incredible. Great job. And I hope that people will look into purchasing this book, Shepherding Outdoors, Three Dog Days. Hope you sell out of this one, too. You should. Well, I hope so. I hope that people enjoy the first two books, and I and I and I hope they enjoy not just enjoy, but I hope they get something out of it. You know, I, yes. Somebody told me that they they need this book, or they needed they needed my book, and I said, well, "What do you mean?" They said, "You just don't understand how much it spoke to me." And that, that's really what I'm trying to do, Mark. Is I hope that that people can resonate in my shared experiences, right? That, that they, that they, that they hear and they feel and they, and they experience what I have experienced. And, and maybe it gives them comfort to know they're not the only one, or maybe it, they see the folly of my mistake and they, and they make a better decision. Or, or maybe they find courage to go do something they've been too intimidated to do. Shepherdingbook.com. If interested. 1-800-361-8059. one 800 361-8059. Excellent. Walt Merrill, always a pleasure to have you here on the Mark White Show, and I appreciate your good work, and people can follow Shepherding Outdoors on Facebook. Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, yeah. Excellent. And thank you, Mark, for all the good work you do. All right, Walt, you take care, buddy. Glad to be able to talk to you today. Take care. Folks, here on the Mark White Show, we're recognizing difference makers and sharing their stories to encourage and inspire, and I hope you are encouraged and inspired by today's show and that you'll share it with your family, your friends, and your neighbors. Let them know about the Mark White Show and what we're doing to make a difference in our communities around the country and the world. 
I want you to follow the Mark White Show on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to the Mark White Show podcast wherever you get your podcast. You have been listening to another edition of the Mark White Show, and this is Mark White encouraging you to find your purpose by making a difference in someone's life today. When we talk about relationships, I do want to mention my friends over at Marmac Real Estate. They take great pride in the relationships that they build and always work relentlessly for their customers to help them achieve their real estate goals. You can check out Marmac Real Estate at marmac.us and tell them the Mark White Show sent you. There are moments in life you wish you could capture forever. Alabama the Beautiful is a new online magazine that preserves images from sweet home Alabama. Yours anytime, online, every month. Where the eye captures the moment and it really does last forever. Be sure to check out alabamathebeautifulmagazine.com. Thompson Roofing and Construction is a locally owned family business serving the North Alabama and Southern Tennessee area. They are a Better Business Bureau A-plus member since 2011 and a GAF Master Elite Contractor. Give them a call at 256-952-3309 or check them out on the web at 256roofing.com. They offer free inspections. Thompson Roofing and Construction. Mr. Cecil Batchelor is the one that started this business as Dependable Service Center. And even though now it's Green's Dependable Hardware and we're a true value store, our tagline is still your Dependable Service Center. We've tried to keep that alive for all these years. Mr. Batchelor really started a good business. We're really excited to be carrying on a long-standing tradition. It's the oldest retail store in the city of Russell. We're Green's Dependable Hardware, 15220A, Highway 43 in Russellville, Alabama. We're right behind McDonald's or right across the street from the hospital. Number is 256-331-0123. The Dependable Service Center. Is it time for a haircut? Give my friend Philip Butler at Southwind Barbershop a call. Located in Rogersville, Alabama. You can call him at 256-247-5658. Make an appointment or just walk in. That's Southwind Barbershop in Rogersville, Alabama. Are you building your dream home? Or have you decided to stay in your current home and remodel? Either way, we all know that kitchens and baths are smart investments when it comes to the value and livability of our homes. Regardless of the project size or complexity, you want and deserve quality products and amazing service before, during, and most importantly, after the sale. A big part of that service is dealing with people that understand their products and can provide advice and consultation that you can rely on. Sounds like a tall order for sure. Who can give you the brands you know and trust and the professional help you deserve? Our friends over at Park Supply Company, of course. They are the go-to for all of your kitchen, bath, and DIY needs. Visit their locations in Huntsville and Athens and you will understand the difference of the Park Supply way. Large selection with the small hometown feel you love. Mention this ad and receive a one-time coupon good for $10 off of a $50 purchase. Go to parksupplycompany.com and connect with them today. 
Since 1943, Athens Bible School has endeavored to provide quality education in a Christian environment and to equip young people with the tools to be successful. ABS is accredited by Cognia and a member of the Alabama High School Athletic Association. With the Bible at the foundation, with all of our curriculum from pre-K to 12, ABS has something unique to offer. Find out more information at AthensBible.com. Who shout a friendly heart when they go passing by? Who live and love in my hometown? Are these are my kind of people.